Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus Woods Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Linus. This is Lemus from PraiseWorks, and welcome to another episode of The Wellness Journey. Thanks so much for taking the time out to spend a little bit of time talking about my favorite topic, uh, food, one of my favorite topics. I'm always trying to figure out how I can eat all my favorite foods and not gain a pound. Of course, at my age, at 58, you just kind of look at food and you turn around and you pick up another pound. And I'm starting to get frustrated because I've never had to deal with weight issues like this before, and I'm beginning to get this thickness that's really interesting. So I thought it would be a great idea to have Dina Garcia uh, join us today. Dina is a nutritionist and also a wellness coach, and she has this wonderful philosophy that I wanted her to share with you about how we can make simple uh, changes in our lives uh, that make a very big difference in terms of the ultimate results of our wellness. And I'm so glad that she's here today. And as is tradition with all of the guests that we have on the Wellness Journey Live, I love for them to kind of introduce themselves and kind of tell us a little bit about how they came to do what it is that they do. So, Dina, welcome to the Wellness Journey Live today. I'm so glad to have you. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I was wondering if you could kind of share with um, the listeners a little bit about you and your background and how you became so passionate about nutrition and wellness. So uh, I, I am a dietitian, a registered dietitian, and a licensed nutritionist. And, you know, back in the day, I got into nutrition because I was really interested in how food affects our bodies and how it helped us to feel good. But in hindsight, I realized that I – I really became a dietitian because I was chronically on a diet. And mm. I think I felt as if I learned more about it, that it would, you know, become easier to eat healthier the way that I chose yeah. to eat. And what I found was the it almost became harder as if the more I knew and the better I dieted, I would gain weight. And it, it actually became harder to actually do what I needed to do. Isn't that amazing because uh, I was just telling my listeners, I don't know if you heard or not, but earlier that uh, for the first time in my life at the age of 58, I'm beginning to struggle with the um, belly bulge, muffin top kind of thing. And and I have Mm -hmm. a new heart trying to lose weight because uh, it's so interesting. So much of it is emotional and psychological. And um, I'm just going back to what I know I need to be doing that I wasn't doing. But for people who don't have a clue, in terms of how to really make some changes that will give them some good results. Uh, What kinds of things uh, do you tell them? What are some of the advice that you give them to maybe make those small changes to get really good results? Well, first of all, I tell people, you know, it's about progress and consistency more so than it is about perfection. Oftentimes people, you know, they, they have this I'll start Monday mentality. And then when Monday comes, you know, they go, they go, really hard and they have this perfect meal plan they've shopped they've prepped their vegetables you know they've overdone themselves and really are trying to eat perfect 
and that's mm-hmm. not sustainable. You, you can't do a total 180, you know, from bad habits to good habits. So just work on small changes. The thing that I see that most people are missing in their diet is balance. They mm. they don't have – they're not getting a good representation of all of the food groups. So, yes, they may not be drinking sugary sodas, and they, they may, you know, try to not eat too many chips and cookies and things like that, but they're still – their overall diet is lacking in a variety of food groups and a variety of foods. So what what is balanced? What's considered to be a balanced diet? Well, a balanced diet, you know, I, I'm – I believe to some degree that we shouldn't incorporate math into our everyday eating. You know, leave that to the experts that are calculating things or doing research. Um, you know, it's good to be aware and to know what's in food, but if we're constantly counting everything, I think we become over-consumed with it and it becomes this off again, on again. So to me, balance, a really simple way to get balance in your diet is to try to get at least four of the six food groups at every meal. So you should only have to count to four. You know, we don't need co- okay. complicated okay. apps and, and you know, to, to write out these details. Oh, do, you know, am I 5% over on my carbs or, or under on my, you know, fat? Or, you know, if, if you're getting all the food groups in a proper balance, then that will just naturally fall into place. Okay, so what's the real skinny on the carb thing, okay? I struggle with this myself because when I'm under mm-hmm. stress, I crave carbs. And generally... I like carbs. I mean, who doesn't like carbs? But what's the real story in terms of how many carbs we need to have, how much of them are really bad for us? I mean, do we really have to focus on getting rid of all the carbs if we want to manage our weight better? Well, I'm a proponent of mindful eating. So with mindful eating, it's more about being, you know, consciously and presently aware of what we're doing. And I don't like to, to look at one particular food as being good or bad. It's really the whole of our diet together that determines whether it's good or bad. So, again, back to the four food groups. If you're getting four food groups at a meal out of the six, then you're going to be pretty well balanced in terms of not having excessive carbohydrates or, you know, not enough protein, not enough fat. So, you know, that in and of itself is going to help. Now, yeah, we don't want to overdo the carbs. A big portion of the reason we don't want to overdo carbs, though, is because we don't move enough. You know, you have to do something to burn those, and I find most people are not moving enough. And so, yeah, if you're very sedentary and not moving, there really isn't space in your diet for much wiggle room. You know, your fruits and your vegetables, you want a little carb at each meal, some type of a whole grain or a whole food carbohydrate versus something processed. But, yeah, if, if you're sedentary, you can't overdo it. Now, very active, you get a little more wiggle room. Okay, so I'm pretty active. I, I was kind of sedentary for a while. I'm using myself as an example. I was kind of sedentary mm-hmm. for a while, taking care of my grandson. At least that's, I'm going to blame it on him. That's the excuse I'm using. Uh, <laughs> but now, you know, I'm not taking care of him every day like I was. And I'm beginning to move around. So I program about a couple of weeks ago. And I'm waiting for some results. But I can see the haagen that I ate two weeks ago. It showed up on Monday. I promise you it did because I've done everything um, prior, you know, after the haagen that was right. But it still showed up anyway. So I have kind of jump-started my movement. I'm, I'm walking in the mornings, walking in the evenings, swimming in the afternoons. So does that mean that I can have maybe some rice and beans tonight with my salad? 
And if not, what kind of protein can I substitute for my, uh, rather than my rice and beans? Well, I, I don't see any problems with eating a little rice and beans, you know, because as long as you're getting balance within that meal, you're, you know, have something else with it that's a protein and maybe a vegetable, and then you want to have a little fat at every meal too, whether it's fat that's naturally in the food or, you know, fat that you're adding in like avocado or some olive oil or something because that fat is going to help to keep you satisfied. So mm-hmm. when you're it's all about portion control. Balance is important to keep you satisfied. Portion control is what's going to help keep the weight off. So a big thing that I work with my clients on is how to successfully utilize and implement a hunger scale. You know, listening to your body when you need to eat and when you need to stop eating. Very, very powerful. A hunger scale. Explain to me what that is exactly. How does one set up a hunger scale or how do they learn to, to, to sure. use a hunger scale? So I, I actually have, you can go to my website and you can download, I have three simple steps to creating healthy meals and included with that free download, I do have a hunger scale in there that explains each level uh, in detail and a little bit more about, you know, how to implement it. And, but basically it's a one to 10 scale, you know, 10 at the top, you know, you're totally stuffed. You just ate Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you're unbuttoning your pants. You feel nauseous. It's terrible. Uh, A one is, you know, feed me, you know, you'll do anything. It doesn't matter if it's deep fried or, or super unhealthy. You don't care. You just need to be fed. You're shaky. You're weak. You know, you're, you're irritable. That's a one. And then, you know, you have everywhere in between and, you know, you want to stay somewhere, you know, you want to wait until you are physiologically a little bit hungry to eat. You don't want to wait till you're super hungry, but you do want to be hungry. And then you want to stop, you know, when you've had enough, but not, you feel like you could probably still eat a little more, you know, and most people keep going at that point. Right, right, exactly. And that's great. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm on your site now, and I'm going to download that. And I see some wonderful things that you have here. You all need to go to her site. It's vidanutrition.com, B-I-D-A, nutrition, N-U-T-R-I-T-O-N.com. And there you'll find all kinds of information, including those three simple steps to creating healthy meals. But here's another question I have for you in terms of dieting. Uh-huh. A lot of people think that one way to do it, especially if they want to do it quickly, uh, is to skip meals, to fast, to almost starve themselves. Explain to us what happens with, to our bodies when we treat our bodies like that. What begins to happen? So what you're describing is, is a very strict, severe diet or starvation. Um, but even mm-hmm. on a lesser scale, diets kind of do the same thing if we're going mm-hmm. you know, too strict with a diet. We're underfeeding our body, and our body recognizes that as a famine. Mm. So it it you know it will slow metabolism a little bit you know you will probably start to lose weight of course but then what happens is you know our bodies you know we're still animals we still have survival instincts eventually we just give in I can't take it anymore and then mm-hmm. once we give in and we you know start to incorporate food back in, in in a normal fashion then we overdo it our body says hooray there's food again you know kicks back into survival mode and says okay we got to prepare for the next time this is going to happen so mm-hmm. it will increase your appetite increase your ability to deposit fat make it easier to gain the weight back so that way next time you implement a self-induced famine which your body doesn't realize you did it on purpose 
but it just wants to prepare for the next time that happens. So every time somebody yo-yo diets, gains and loses, gains and loses, it actually becomes harder to lose each subsequent time because your body's recognizing an inconsistent food supply and it wants to conserve. So it's so, really so not a good person, idea in the long term. It's not a good idea because you're, you're, you're teaching your body, as you said, um, to basically store that fat for the next time you mm-hmm. decide to starve it. So for people who have gone through that yo-yo dieting, and want to make a change, what are some simple steps that they can institute right now today that can kind of start them on that journey? Well, if somebody has been a chronic dieter, then they really have to kind of go through a little bit of a process first (laughs) before they can really make some permanent changes. You know, they have to break up with dieting. They have to say, Mm -hmm. that's it, I'm done. They have to completely swear it off. Feed their bodies consistently, and again, following that hunger scale is going to be huge. Let your body know, I'm going to feed you when you're hungry, and I'm going to stop when I'm, when I'm full. That way your body can start to realize that there is going to be a consistent food supply. And then from there, work on the four food groups per meal, you know, so that you're getting your balance. I mean, most people I see are struggling with fruits and vegetables. Just adding a fruit or a vegetable to every meal if you're not already already doing that can make a huge difference. Now, if somebody, you know, it 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 really is individualized. You know, we can look at everything from beverages to to meal timing to, you know, uh what foods they're already preparing and how we can make those a little bit healthier without completely changing them and giving them a foreign diet that they're not used to eating. What about for women over 40? Many of the people that listen to our show are women over 40. In my case, I'm way over 50 now, as they say, two years from 60. What kinds of things that we need, do we need to be paying attention to when it comes to our metabolism? Well, I think, you know, once you get to, you know, over 40, moving more is going to make a huge impact. So because it's going to preserve, help you to preserve muscle, and to burn more. So making sure that you move and exercise will be extremely important. If you're over 40 and you've chronically dieted for the last two decades or more, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, you probably have done some damage to your metabolism because typically people will, you know, in addition to what I mentioned before, people tend to lose muscle and fat, gain fat. Lose muscle and fat, Mm. gain fat. And so Mm. that also can change our metabolism. So doing a little bit of resistance exercise, you know, as well as some type of cardiovascular, that combination is really going to help. And then being Mm -hmm. very mindful of the portion sizes. Your, Your appetite should actually adjust as your caloric needs adjust. We just don't take the time to listen to our body. Isn't that amazing because we're so busy doing everything else. We're so busy in many cases telling our bodies what they need instead of listening to the body and, and, and you know, and taking uh, advice from, from the body instead of trying to do it all on our own. I, I like the idea of what you said about resistance exercise. That's one of the reasons why I decided to use the pool in the backyard. It's there. I might as well use it. And yeah. uh, this may sound silly, but it works. I, I swim, of course, but I also walk the pool. Um, it's amazing, or run the pool. It's amazing because it's great. You're running in water. There's a great deal of resistance. And when I did that for a couple of days, I, I couldn't believe uh, I could feel my muscle tone coming back after just a day or two. You know, the body has muscle memory. So if you're a yes. person that's worked out before and 
and you've kind of like me overindulged and you're trying to get back into shape again, uh, don't stress. It can, it can happen very, very quickly. But for those people who have never really moved and they're mm-hmm. realizing now their, doc- their doctor is telling them, you got to lose weight, you know, you're in danger of diabetes, uh, you got to start moving, how can they get motivated other than the fact that their doctor is telling them this? What kinds of things do you tell your client to help them get motivated to actually make those changes? Well, oftentimes we don't see the major benefits of exercise until long term, which is why people lose motivation to keep doing it because we want that instant gratification. So I try to encourage them to focus simply on some activities that will make them feel good now. So if they're sitting at their desk and they're starting to feel tired, because that's what happens when you sit at your desk at any age, uh, you know, think to yourself, okay, well, what's going to boost me back up with some energy, you know, that's not sugar, (laughs) because that's what Mm -hmm. people often tend to do is go reach for something to snack on. You know, take a five-minute walk. Do some, you know, if if you have a private space, do some leg lifts. Um, Stretch, just reach your arms above your head. Any little thing you can do to say what's going to make me feel good now. And, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 20, 30, 40-minute walk in the park because, you don't, you know, of course you want to try to incorporate those things in. But when you're just getting started, just focus on what makes you feel good now to stay motivated. And, and that then, is such great advice. That's great. I was going to say that's such great advice, that just getting up for five minutes is amazing. If you don't normally do that, what a difference it makes when you just take that, that little bit of time out every day. And, and then over time, I, for me, I, I know this is true, my endorphins start going. And it begins to feel exhilarating, and you want to do it again. Yeah. And you want to do it for exactly. a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were going to say something else. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, oh, I, there's other things you can do to stay motivated, To You know, make little cards, uh, note cards or sticky notes with reminders of why you want to be healthy. You know, we, we often start off very motivated, and then that motivation just dwindles as life settles back in. And so mm-hmm. if we write those out when we're in that motivated state, oh, I'm doing this for this reason and that reason and this reason, and, you know, write yourself a few little inspirational quotes and, you know, see if those help to keep you going. I also send text messages to all my clients so um, with inspirational quotes to try to keep them motivated. Oh, see, that's wonderful. That is so important, the inspirational piece. It's, it's so important. And I focus a lot of, of that when I'm talking to women because I think that, we probably, when it comes to women in particular, we're such strong self-critics uh, that we beat yes. ourselves down, and we really need to learn how to build ourselves up. How much of what we're going through emotionally in our lives are tied to our weight gain or our inability to drop weight? A lot. Uh, you know, stress affects our sleep. Stress affects our cortisol levels. Sleep affects our cortisol levels again. So, you know, when, we're, when we have a lot of stress or anxiety or emotional things going on in life, it affects our hunger and our appetite. And probably definitely our appetite as well, you know, that, that kind of desire to eat. So it's so important to come up with strategies and alternate coping mechanisms before you're in the moment. Because when you're yeah. in the moment, it's very hard to talk yourself out of the rest of the bag of Oreos. I know I've been there. I've, I've oh, struggled man. with that for years. <laughs> so, you know, 
once and once you start to develop these alternate behaviors, over time they become more natural and you no longer use food as that sort of backup default uh, behavior when you're feeling those emotions. And it, and it could even just be habit. You know, I see so many people that as soon as they walk in the door from, from work or wherever, they go straight to the kitchen and I ask them, well, are you hungry? No, but I just need something to snack on. You know, they just do it right. out of habit. We just have to break right. that habit. We should be eating when we need to, not when we want to or out of habit. Yes, the food, as they say, is supposed to be for fuel, not for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. I think that, you know, all things in moderation, you should have fun with food, too. But you, you yes, the message absolutely. is that it, there, it, has, it has a uh, purpose, and sometimes we misuse that purpose. But what about that? Let's, let's talk about that snacking thing real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another thing that women over 40 have. We have these cravings. And also, not just women mm-hmm. over 40, um, women under 40, and PMS, thing, you know, you're during that PMS time, you're craving, 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 and then, you know, after PMS time is over, you've got an extra three or four pounds going on there, and so your, your pants don't quite fit. What can we do to stop those cravings? Well, again, uh, being prepared for them ahead of time is going to be helpful. So, you know, with PMS, you, you may kind of know when they're coming. Um, over 40, dealing with menopausal symptoms, it, it you may not have as much uh, warning. But, you know, definitely come up with some delay and distract techniques where you can, you know, delay. I I never tell people don't have it. Just Mm -hmm, delay mm -hmm. it uh, and distract yourself for a little bit until maybe you're a little hungrier. And then incorporate it into your meal or have it as your snack. And then when you – and you really should be doing this when you eat anything, but especially when you're having something that you really just want. And that is to actually take the time to sit down and enjoy it. It's okay to enjoy it. You know, don't feel guilty. Eliminate the guilt that you feel from it. Sit down and say, okay, I'm going to have this bowl of ice cream. Portion it out. Don't eat it from the the container. And say, okay, before you take that first bite, say to yourself, what am I going to do when I'm done with this? Are you going to go change the laundry, make a phone call, check your email, whatever that is, come up with something that's going to take you about 10 minutes or so. And before you take the first bite, come up with that action. And that way when you get to the last bite, I mean, I know me and most everybody else I talk to, the first thing that they think is, oh, that was so good, I want more. <laughs> so, you know, if you coming up with something to do in that moment is so difficult. If you can come up with that action first, then you can say, no, I'm going to go do this, and then I'll reassess. And you know what, a lot of times I, I, you may forget. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I've had this experience. First of all, I was that person. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was eating. Okay, okay, wellness listeners, you can talk about me. I'm not perfect, but I was sitting in front of the TV with a little carton of hot out eating from the carton about two about two weeks ago when I was really stressed and comfort food eating. But, you know, I, I put away the um, the haagen and the spoon. Uh, and what I've done now with these craving things, and I just started doing this again because I did it a couple years ago. I would drop, I'd drop down and give me 50 or drop up and give me 50. I, I, I start doing jumping jacks or I do push-ups yeah. or I run around the house. I do something else. And that feeling just kind of goes because, of course, I've packed myself out now that I have a goal in mind. Once I make up my mind about something, I do do it. So that helps to have that goal set in your mind. This is what I want to do. I use visuals. I, you know, in all the critical places, you know, you have sticky notes saying that my goal is this. 
so that you begin to open that cabinet and pull out the Fritos, you're like, ah, yeah. Instead of that, let me do 10 um, push-ups or 10 jumping jacks or take a walk around the block or whatever. So I definitely agree that that's a great way to deter um, you know, getting into unhealthy heating, eating habits. Dina, I want to make sure yeah. that everybody knows sure. how to get in touch with you and how to um, um, get in touch with you about your services, which are wonderful. Sure. Well, I have a couple different ways. Um, you can visit my website, which is vdanutrition.com. V is in Victor, I, D is in David, A, and then just nutrition.com. Uh, you can also email me, which is info at vdanutrition.com. Or you can join my personal text message list. It's really simple to join. Uh, you just text the word VITA to the number 411247, which is like info 247. So you just text the word VITA to 411247, and you'll be on my text message list. And once a day, you'll get a daily Wellspiration text message from me. could be a recipe, a fitness tip, a healthy eating reminder, a mindful eating reminder, uh, fitness, something along with fitness, inspirational quotes, lots of different things I do. And you do have to have text message plan on your phone, though. And, you know, if you don't, you, you will be subject to text message rates. But for most, that's not an issue. The people that are on my list absolutely love it. I get positive feedback all the time saying, please don't ever stop doing this. So I would love to have everybody well, I'm gonna on my sign list. Up for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to for it. 441 247? 411 247. Like info 247. Okay, yeah. great. I'm going to do that. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, if, you're, yeah, if you're a wellness professional, you can join my other list, which is in touch, one word, in touch, uh, the same number, 411247. Uh, I do set up accounts to send these messages to other wellness professionals. Uh, clients on behalf of them. So it's it's kind of a done-for-you service. I set you up. You get a, a widget on your website. We give you your own keyword, like mine is Vita or, or in touch, And, you know, you, you get your own list. And you can text that's your own list as well. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. And for all you wellness professionals, because we have quite a few that listen to the program, definitely go to our site to find out more about that service, because I know part of what you do, too, is that you uh, work with wellness entrepreneurs as well. Is that correct? Yes, mostly for the, the text message service, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Dina, thank you so much for being on the wellness journey and sharing these great tips. I'm going to be incorporating them, especially that hunger scale. Everybody, go to the website. Uh, if you're on um, the computer or your iPad, iPhone, you know, laptop, whatever, click on her name, Dina Garcia, and that will take you directly to her website. That way you can download the hunger scale, sign up for the text messaging, and start getting well this summer. Thank you so much for being on the wellness journey today. Yeah, I was happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Boy, some really great tips. I, I, I can't believe the amount of information, good information, that is out there when it comes to things that you can do for your wellness. I want to encourage you to listen to the last few shows we've had over the last few months. We've had some great uh, guests that have shared some wonderful information that is going to help you. That's going to help you be well. I think sometimes we kind of run out of ideas and think we don't have time to read that book or watch that television program. Well, all you got to do is just click and uh, listen while you're doing the laundry or while you're making that driver commuting to work. Just listen online and, and, and find out some great ways that you can be well. And I want to remind you all, too, that if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. Go to my website at praiseworks.biz. 
and uh, sign up for Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. The summer issue is coming out. It's going to be all about wellness, woman wisdom. I'm very excited about it because we've got some really great articles to share with you about how you can continue to be well in your mind, body, and spirit. Don't forget to follow the show and please share this show with others who you love, who you care about when it comes to being well. This is Lennis from Praise Work, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lennis Woods Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirits.